0: DJ PK brought to you in part by The Warehouse. Join the big show Wednesday from 2 to 7 at The Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! Sorry, that has to be done. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 Zone. Time to welcome in Dylan Cauley, the former BYU wide receiver. Dylan, good morning. Good morning, good
1: morning. How we doing?
0: Good. So as we watched BYU dismantle Boise State and just blow that game wide open in the third quarter, uh, we saw multiple receivers making big plays down the field, mostly Gunnar Romney and Dax Milne. And PKA and I have been debating, this is the best wide receiver combo, leave the tight ends out of it, this is the best wide receiver duo at BYU since, what would you say?
1: that's a tough duo. Duo is hard. Right. I I don't remember the last time we had, I mean, statistically, right. When was the last time BYU had even the potential for, like, let's, let's say they play even, let's say they add one more game to the schedule, right. Uh, And you're looking at three more games. I mean, Productivity-wise, if this was a real, if this was a ten-game season, these guys are are on pace for what 70, 80 catches. So I don't remember the last time we've had a as productive duo. I don't, I don't think there has been. In the you last twenty it, years, DJ?
0: we had gone we had gone with your brother. Uh, Two thousand four, Austin had fifty-three yeah, catches. Watching right for seven hundred seventy one yards and todd watkins fifty two catches for one thousand and forty two yards and that was that was what we came up the two of them eighteen hundred yards a hundred and five catches, and fourteen touchdowns combined it's been yeah. a while it's been a while 17 this is elite years yeah this is elite wide receiver play for b y u this is this is really top shelf stuff
1: you know it it's come a long way since uh two thousand eighteen when I led the team in touchdowns with a grand total of three. <laughs> Little upgrade, two of which happened in a bowl game. <laughs> <laughs> Good, not great. Good, uh, not great.
2: Yeah, that's a real startling statistic you put out there, uh, right there. Yeah, when you look at all these receivers, <laughs> and include the tight ends, like with Rex, he's he's surpassing what tight ends have done just blowing pop by tight end touchdown receptions in the last several years. So obviously the passing game is clicking. And the, and the receivers, you know, they deserve a lot of credit. There's no question about that. Uh, but I think the credit, if we're going to assign uh, a distribution of credit, I think it starts with obviously with Zach Wilson and that bowl game, and then we brought it up before, but I saw you brought it up on Twitter where you said afterward that uh, Zach Wilson is going to go down as one of, if not the best. And then you put out on Twitter, uh, am I uh, Am I allowed to bring this back around because somebody put that out there. And so my thought for you, it's sort of separate in a way from BYU football, but it was such a bold statement and I'm wondering, like, when the Collie family gathers for Sunday dinner or Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner, does the whole family just try to one-up one another with by making bold statements and then the bar gets raised <laughs> and see who can make the next bol- more bold statement and so forth and so on?
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we've done an okay job at keeping it uh, at least, you know, rattled down enough to where it wasn't until we actually, you know, had – at least a 90% really good feeling, right? I think we stay away from things that are more than like 10%, 20% risk uh, to be able to come out and make some claims. So, but yes, it it generally is. It generally is just kind of hot take after hot take. And when when it's just all of us, right, I I think we all feel uh, that we're, each one of us is right in our own
0: way. <laughs> is this and the is, other
1: is just way wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you're not just wrong, you're extremely wrong.
0: <laughs> now now does mom does mom cool all this down cuz in in my family growing up behavior was very different when mom was around. I had three brothers <laughs> yeah. and and dad. It was just yeah. the, the rules were just different and we all knew
1: it. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, she she tries. She <laughs> is the she'll throw in she'll throw in a few good ideas let's just say that <laughs>
2: when you look at these receivers uh, obviously they're just playing so well uh, how much do you think that their ability to play obviously it's based on experience but I'm wondering how much of their ability to get open now, is because of the tight ends, it's because of the running game, and it's because of uh, Zach getting time to throw. So, my point being, you know, ultimately it's a team game. When you talked about a couple years back when you were having the team lead with three, maybe you didn't have all that. And now you have these other components that are allowing these guys on the outside to flourish.
1: At 100%. And, and you can also you can also include the defense in that, right? It's, uh, you look at, right. You look at the reason it kind of goes back and, you know, we can talk comparison or whatever, but a fundamental basis is this. When an offense or defense is producing in the way that BYU is currently, right. For instance, the defense, when the defense can put them out, the amount of pressure and you know, 100%, right. that, the defense isn't going to give up a ton of points. The ability for you to play a very aggressive offensive game uh, is kind of wide open, and that's not a luxury many teams have. Uh, you look at the, you know, a, a huge part of why the Indianapolis Colts were so successful when Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis were on the defensive line, right? Because you knew that that pressure was coming. So when you have guys on the defensive line, the Kyrus Tongas, right? The Zach Dawes, um, you have the linebacking core that you do and you have the safety play. I mean, if you look at what the, the way Troy Warner has played in you know uh, this entire season, it, it's been absolutely unbelievable. And so when the offense can trust that and guys like A-Rod as the passing game coordinator can trust that, hey, we can throw, you know, I, I don't even know how many times... Zach is throwing the ball down the field. Right? It's it's unbelievable, right? And the, a huge part of why you can do that is because of that defense. And then you start to look at okay, how's Isaac Rex playing? Unbelievable, right? The kid has what eight catches for six touchdowns. Um, you look at how right Algier and, and Pini Patel are splitting uh, carries and and where they're at, right? Like you can't just keep your mind on one person as a defensive coordinator uh, against any of these teams, right? And so it's a huge, huge success when everyone is clicking on all cylinders and then you even throw in the, the special teams, right? And so it's a, a huge confidence for everybody and you're able to really dominate a game and, and play in that aggressive manner when you can trust every facet of the game.
0: Dylan Cauley joining us, former BYU wide receiver. Now it's kind of a football cliche about wide receivers having to block, and we and we've talked to you about that. But they did a good job on the 86 yard touchdown run of coming back from break and showing how you know I think it was actually a tight end in this case, but go downfield, make that block ten yards downfield, and and spring a guy. How you you played for different coaches at different schools. Is that how much of that is consistently taught, and how much of that is lip service? And you know, you, you see a reporter with a camera coming, so you start blurting stuff like that out to me, but it's not really true.
1: Yeah, no. It, it, and when you have a good receiver coach, um, and and I did have right, I, I did have a fair share of good ones. Um, you you have guys that it doesn't matter what happens it, when that film turns on, right? if there's a big if there's a big touchdown run or if there's an 80 yard run right that gets stopped 10 yards short as a receiver you better believe right that you need to be downfield right whether it be getting hands on guys or or setting what you call a high screen right or just getting in the way of people you better be step for step with that running back and if not right then it will get brought up in film, uh, and and you're going to be called out for it, and, and that effort will be continuous. And someone like Fessy, who you know, a lot of your play is based off of your effort and execution, and he tells you that from the very beginning. And he is someone that will point that out on a very, very regular basis. If you're not downfield making an effort for the running backs, right, then you can't expect the running backs to be there for you in pass protection, right? You can't expect other teammates to be there for you when you need to play like that. So, I, lift service, I, I, there's, there's not a lot of it.
2: You think Romney's NFL caliber?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I, I, I physically believe Gunner is, is NFL caliber. I believe that he, uh, there is a smoothness, right, that uh, he needs to work on, um, in, in terms of his route running. But when it comes to physically, uh, you know, as a physically and, and his ability to go up and get the football, um, you know, I would love to see Gunner go up uh, stronger with his hands um, and catch it as. You know highest point right in a lot of situations, but when you've got three guys on you right and, and you're making the plays that gunner's making, I, I believe that makes you pretty pretty nFL caliber,
2: yeah, because I see some similarities with your brother and him
1: yeah i mean it, it is it is a tough comparison right you, you look at you look at the way that austin ran routes um, his senior year and you look the way, you know, I, do I think, do I think Gunner's a fourth round pick? Not quite, but he also has one more year, right? I mean, we look at, we look at what Cody Hoffman did. I think Cody's probably a better comparison for Gunner and Cody's one of the greatest receivers at BYU, right? Like it's between, I it's hard to not put the comparison between wide receiver play between my brother and, Cody
0: so what does Gunner have that Cody has and why Cody and not your brother what's a what's the separation there the distinction
1: uh I would go off of more so the size factor right the body makeup um Cody and Gunner are very in terms of legs in terms of arms uh are very long Right, they're both long players. Their strides are very long. The route running is very different when you have someone that is, you know, has a much longer reach, has a much longer gait than it is for someone who has, right, a, a shorter gait. And so sometimes, and now this is like you talk about what Gunner's done this this year in terms of the amount of balls that he's caught. Uh, the amount of plays that he's made, right? He's played unbelievable. When it comes down to the nitty gritty of uh, of a receiver, it is a little bit more difficult, right, for a receiver who is longer to run routes in a way that you know, uh, in a way that works with you know these top caliber defensive backs these days, right? When you when you're going against guys who are dropped are Literally, you know, dropping their hips and changing direction on a dime, right? If you're six foot one, but you're long, you better be able to get in and out of your breaks, unlike anybody else. So I'm wondering. Conversation. <laughs>
2: I'm wondering how much of it is it goes beyond the physical skills, and I don't know Romney well enough. I mean, I, and I was down there every day working for the newspaper when your brother was playing. So Mm -hmm. I got to know, not that I got to know him personally, but I got to know him as a football player. And to me, he simply was not going to be denied. And whatever it was going to take, he was going to do. And I identified that with him as a freshman. I mean, when he was just Mm -hmm. a pup, and it was clear to see he had the skill, but he had the attitude and all that other stuff how much of that is the factor
1: that's a that's a huge part and I think we've talked about this before right it, it's you know like on defense having that right screw loose and on offense knowing that you you know that you're capable of doing it there is a very very specific reason why uh, Austin had such a phenomenal relationship right and, and was so uh, compatible with Peyton Manning for four years or however long that was, right? Like, that's not – he doesn't have, like, a normal – like, that's why, that's why it's such a hard comparison, right? Because he doesn't have, like, your normal mindset. He's a right. uh, top-tier, right? I mean, you take out the injuries, he's a top-tier athlete. He led the NFL in multiple categories prior to getting hurt, you know, for for six, seven straight weeks, you know, for a third of the season, he was statistically the best receiver in the NFL with Peyton Manning as his quarterback. And so um, uh, that's why it is, it it is a hard, hard comparison. When it comes to Gunner, Gunner is a silent killer, right? I genuinely believe Gunner does have that confidence. You won't hear about it, right? Um, Because he just goes about his business, but uh, he is one of the most humble, Yet, right? strong uh, strong willed, confident, brilliant um, receivers out there. and and that's that's a huge part of why he has been so successful.
0: Hey, let's go big picture here. it's uh it's a question we've been knocking around with our listeners. Uh, if you were Tom Homo, would you add a game at this point, or you've gotten so much mileage out of these first eight wins? BYU's ranked in the top 10. They look like, based on ranking and the hype they're getting, the fact that they're exciting, good quarterback, throw the ball, they look like they got a good shot at the New Year's Six. Would you want to add a game at this point? Or at this point, would just say, hey, win the last two and let's go to the Fiesta Cotton and we're good to go? Uh,
1: I, I say add one. I say add one if you can. And I'm not sure if that's me thinking in in terms of tom or me thinking as a fan um, but i would love to see one more game against you know and i'm not asking for a freaking you know power five right but i'm asking for uh, a good a good football game that you can put in between the the directional alabama game is it uh, north Al- north alabama or south alabama north north okay so against against north alabama and san diego uh, state because I think I think that's a very very difficult. You're going from the second week of November all the way to the second weekend in December, right? That is a huge huge difference and a lot of football you're missing out on. And if you could play one more game to kind of stay, you know, stay tuned, um, that I, I think that would be critical. Right to not only their success for hey let's talk near six let's talk about playoffs but let's talk right how are you going to play against San Diego State because although they did lose to San Jose State this last weekend right they're still a tough football team and the last thing you want to do is get caught slipping against a team like San Diego State so I would say add one preferably Cincinnati
2: oh yeah yeah if you could add that 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 would be awesome because that would shut up everybody if you beat them it just doesn't seem
1: probable exactly.
2: and i don't know beating another dog dog is too strong but beating a team that you're expected to hammer it seems like it's been there done that type of thing i do think well you know north alabama they're gonna you can combine north and south and throw in central and they'll still hammer all those teams <laughs> i i do think that It's unfortunate to an extent, but it is in the world of which we live with college football. I think uh, if they get the opportunity, they need to administer a beating at San Diego State the way they did Boise. And if they put another 45-50 on them, I I just think it's going to be hard to keep this team out of a New Year's Day because they're going to have such momentum, and they're going to be a fresh story, and people want to see fresh stories.
1: Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. There's nothing I hope for more, right? And and that is why I that's really the only reason why I want to see another game added, right? It's not necessarily for the ranking aspect of it. It's surely for the football aspect of it. Just to be able to get them one more even decent, right, football game so that they can go into San Diego State. There isn't this, you know, They've played one football game in two months by the time the New Year's 6 comes. And you're kind of talking fresh start, fresh season. It's difficult to go into an SEC, right? ACC football game and have only played one football game in two months. I'm 100% on board. Like it, there's, I'm 100% deserving of a New Year's 6 and even the conversation of a playoff. I just want them to play as many football games as possible so that there isn't this big lull in between November, December, and January. Strictly for preparation.
0: Dylan, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for checking in with us. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: No doubt.